the Protectors of the Wood podcast. Everything is at stake. The destruction of our planet is becoming real life. This podcast tells the story of misfit teenagers struggling to band together and help our world through this crisis. Episode number 37, The Way to Hidden Valley. Phoebe and Jeremy need a guide. Phoebe and Jeremy stared at the radiant green valley shimmering before them. The area was not fully forested but had stretches of meadow and fields with plants and trees too orderly to be wild. From their perch high on the rocky ledge, some of the land below had the look of tended countryside with orchards and fields bordered by hedges and piled stones. A few deer browsed among apple trees How do we get down there? I don't know. This is as far as I've gone. And I'm still not sure about going any further. Phoebe looked down the incline ahead of her and noticed the rocky slope grow steeper and then disappear altogether, dropping into a vertical cliff. The nearby screeching of the crows startled her, like a sudden siren on the streets of a city. She turned and saw the band of haunting figures not ten yards away on a stunted mountain pine. They ruffled their feathers and flapped their wings, looking ferocious. She was not used to seeing them up so close. The enormous lead bird croaked ominously. These crows are not happy with what we're doing. That's for sure. Jeremy stepped to one side behind a low screen of stones and Phoebe followed. Lying on his stomach, he examined the valley through binoculars. Then he turned and gave the way they had come the same treatment. Finally, crouching low, he investigated the edges of their small lookout. There seems to be no one around. The dogs have gone, though they're probably nearby. But there's no way forward from here. Let's just rest and talk for a few minutes, and then head back. But, but I thought you always could find a way. (laughs) I'm flattered, but it's not true. I really don't think we could get down there without ropes. Though, I haven't looked that hard. I've only been here once before. Phoebe felt a sharp sting of disappointment. She was trying to think of a persuasive new argument 
when a new voice appeared out of nowhere. I'm here to guide you. Chi-Chi! She turned and stared. There he stood, in front of the stunted pine tree, blending in with brown and dark clothes. The crows were suddenly silent. Chi-Chi, how do you do that? She approached him with awe, as if he might be a ghost. He stepped back into the pines and motioned for them to follow him. You're too visible out there. When you come to the forest, stay out of sight. Where did you come from? Phoebe noticed that he carried a small bow and a few black arrows at his side. I've known you were on your way for quite a while. I'm on duty today. Normally, I would ward you off. But I sent a message and received a reply. You're invited in! This has almost never happened before. It's a great day. A sign for the future. Chi-Chi's dark eyes were dancing, and he rubbed his hands together with excitement. This is like a miracle. I can hardly believe it. They stood gaping at each other. Chi-Chi, you know Jeremy? Why, yes, indeed. They nodded to each other, almost like a bow. Chi-Chi seemed to fade into the background. He could be perfectly still or move very rapidly. He stood at least a foot shorter than Jeremy. So, we have business to attend to. That is, if you wish to accept our invitation. Of course. I'm ready. Wonderful. Let me tell them we're on our way. He scribbled a brief note and slid it under some thread on the arrow and kneeled near the edge of the cliff. In a moment, he knocked the arrow on the bowstring and sent an arching shot over the valley that disappeared somewhere below. Jeremy watched eagerly. Without a pause, Chi-Chi led the way back down toward the stream. You'll hear everything soon. He whistled sharply, and they could hear the dogs reply. Chi-Chi seemed to glide down the ridge with effortless speed. Phoebe let Jeremy go ahead as she continued to pick her way with half-steps. At the standing stone, they met eight white and gray dogs that bounded and yelped with frantic excitement. They looked like small greyhounds, maybe two feet tall, with long legs, 
short fur and pointed floppy ears. Their energy and speed were astonishing. Chi-Chi assumed a stern expression and held up his hand, palm outward, staying as immobile as a statue. The dogs cowered into sitting positions, trembling with expectation. Then he faced Phoebe and Jeremy with the same commanding manner. Always remember the way we travel and what you see are a privilege for you and only you. Do not share it or repeat it without instruction and permission. They nodded and mumbled words of agreement, shocked by the severity of his manner. Chi-Chi moved downstream and waved for them to follow. The dogs bounded down the hill and were lost from view. I wish I could skate through this rough country like they do. But please, God, I can't risk injury. I'm going to get there, whatever that may be. Around a bend, they found Chi-Chi waiting near a falls, where the stream plunged down a steep gorge and disappeared into a forbidding rocky abyss. Chi-Chi turned to the right onto level ground amid a cluster of pine trees. They rounded a ridge of stones to find Chi-Chi and the dogs waiting near a thicket of laurel bushes by a dark opening in a cliff. A large stone, about four feet high and two feet wide, had been pulled out of the wall and was standing ajar like a partly open door. Chi-Chi snapped his fingers and pointed through the opening. The dogs scooted in and vanished. He waved to Phoebe and Jeremy. Go ahead. They ducked through. Chi-Chi followed and pulled at a bar on the stone. It slowly closed and the darkness was complete. The rushing of water echoed in the passage. He struck a match and lit a candle in a glass shade. The tunnel was low and gleamed with damp stones. Chi-Chi led the way to a stone bank of an underground stream. It's slippery. Watch out! The candlelight dipped and rose in the underground breeze and spread shadows over the white water ripping along. They struggled downhill, step by step. Around a bend, a blaze of light appeared like a comet in the dark underworld. One small step at a time, they moved forward to the light of day. Chi-Chi and the dogs were waiting where the water poured forth into the sunlight under a grove of willow trees. In moments, they were resting on long grass under an ancient tree. 
The intense golden light and the vibrant green world were overwhelming. The dogs leapt and tumbled about as if paradise had come on earth. You've done well. Very well. Especially you, my dear. Overcoming your injury. Chi-Chi bowed in Phoebe's direction. Forgive me for rushing you. But there are things for all of us to do before the day is over. I gather you must depart tomorrow early. Phoebe glanced at Jeremy. We're happy to stay, but my sister and Jim will be worried. Someone will have thought of that. Come. He moved along the edge of the field under the shade of trees, leading them by ways that would be invisible from above. He walked in a slow curve, staying near the cliffs that surrounded the valley like the sides of an elongated bowl. To their right, they saw three pairs of copper beech trees crowning a small hill. Flowers bloomed all about them. Fat robins inspected the grounds, their heads cocked, listening. Rambunctious blue jays circled about. The odor of honeysuckle was overpowering. Apple trees? And peaches? What are those nuts? Old branches littered the ground as if the trees were untended. Yet they seemed healthy with new growth. Further on, they found a whole meadow of perennial herbs with a riot of mint as large as a backyard and a sagebush taller than a person. Phoebe looked eagerly for anything that might be their destination. But besides the unmistakable aura of tended countryside, there were no signs of human habitation. There were no dwellings, no buckets, no tools, no wells, no roads. There weren't even any paths that could be followed anywhere. They took a shortcut across the valley in the shade of oak and beech trees and then detoured around an acre of giant raspberry bushes. And there, amid tall brambles, Phoebe's mother and father sat on wooden stumps, eating berries from a wide bowl. She hugged them and everyone exchanged greetings. The sun slanting over the ridge gave a golden glow to the scene and halos to their hair. Phoebe and Jeremy grabbed handfuls of berries and drank from the bottle of water, but the relentless Chi-Chi urged them on. Just a little further to go, just a little further. They trudged along, exhausted, up a slope between the brambles on their right and the cliffs on their left. The dogs once again yelped and trembled with anticipation. Chi-Chi led Phoebe and Jeremy behind another thick screen of mountain laurel and climbing vines to a slim opening in the stone ridge where they stooped and squeezed into a small cave. The dogs had already disappeared. Chi-Chi lit a candle 
and walked into a sort of hallway with smooth walls and a high ceiling. And they found themselves in a wide, splendid room, brightly lit by a large, rectangular hole in the ceiling, open to the sky. follow me It's alright you see There's nothing for you to fear Come on over here You can see me through your tears I'll listen to you I hear what you say Go ahead and cry from your heart I'll see you part with me There's always a way I'll see you wherever you are We can't be too near to any place you may happen to be I can shine for you to see Come close to me And you'll surely see How life begins all around See what you found Walk through the door In my world there's always some more The best is in store The real story goes on and on Don't think that the pain is the end Don't think that it's all that there is in darkness, I'll come to you Remember, I'll always come through If you only knew It's all really true How life begins all around See what you found Thanks for listening to the Protectors of the Wood podcast. Find all our podcasts, songs, and projects on our website, protectorsofthewood.com. And to all the eco-warriors out there, remember that everyone can make a difference and every action counts.